Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. And today I have got a fantastic guest on the podcast for you. Um, Joining me today is Nicola Richardson. I can talk to Nicola for absolutely hours and hours, but I promise that we're not doing that today. Um, Nicola helps employers re-energize people and improve their performances so that there is like peak business performance in them. So she helps with medium um, and small sized businesses, um, employers and individuals. I've been a guest on Nicola's podcast. I've invited her back here today because she's um, running a workshop called Thriving Not Surviving. Now, although this workshop's running right now, it's going to be rolling out, I think, as well. Nicola's going to tell us more about it on today's show and what's important about it. So, welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, This is a a great thing. And yes, I could talk to you for hours, definitely. (laughs) So, uh, I think we we had to cut our conversation last time down, didn't we? So... (laughs) Looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to tell um, my listeners a little bit about how you got to where you are today, being a person that helps these employers and puts on these workshops? Yeah. Um, I um, worked for a big department, um, public sector, for over 30 years. Um, And just coming up to five years ago, um, I was under an immense amount of stress with work. I was doing 12-hour days, um, probably not recording a lot of the time like I should have been, um, because we were dealing with uh, lots of targets that weren't being met and I was trying to turn it round and bring in a quality environment uh, and very much focused on the customer service and on top of that my dad was seriously in a hospital um, for three weeks every day I would leave work which was two hours away from where I lived and go back and visit him before I would uh, go back home and have my tea so I was doing extremely long days um, and after three weeks well you're pretty exhausted aren't you and I suppose it must have been showing at work that I was quite stressed but because when you're stressed you don't necessarily want to admit it or see it and, and I can always remember having a manager who called me in and said very aggressively, you're stressed. Why are you stressed? Now, bear in mind, I had told her that my dad was seriously in a hospital. I found it quite incomprehensible that she approached it like that. Um, so um, that, that happened. Then my dad 
got sent home and seemed to be improving and then a few weeks later he died um and I bottled it all up I still had one day off work and went back in and just kept going didn't cry didn't show any emotions which is so not like me because I normally cry at the slightest thing uh, even when I'm angry um but I've been always been like that and I don't think that really matters in my view um so I so I just carried on and we had the funeral and three days after the funeral, I had a heart attack because basically I'd bottled it all up and it caused a stress heart attack. Um, and so from there, I then ended up off work for several weeks. And um, it was quite a life changer for me because it made me stop and reflect about mm-hmm. where I was at work, where I wanted to be. And it was at that point I decided that I wanted to change from the work I was doing but use the skill sets I had so I did um, a personal spot strengths weaknesses opportunities threats and identified that my key areas were management and leadership Um, I was always being told by my managers how supportive I was Uh, and uh, one of the team members I always remember him saying to me you're a hard taskmaster but you care about us and that's what matters and I just thought well I'm going to use those abilities and really as well I used to often get sent into other teams to troubleshoot where there were problems so I thought well I might as well take all of those skills and set my own business up which is what I did Um, and to be honest it's the best thing I ever did so um, I love what I do now I love making that difference for small and medium employers spotting what's really going on because often you're too near to the situation to see what's really going on and that even applies to us as business coaches and mentors doesn't it Emma and you you sometimes for yourself it's harder to see what you really need to do but for everybody else you can do it with no bother yeah absolutely and it's really interesting isn't it and that's why we all need to make sure we keep talking to each other and to have that feedback um, but mm. also to get somebody else's perspective as well mm. and those have those honest conversations isn't it about what it is that we mm. do and what other people see from mm. what we do because sometimes we might even feel that we're getting the message out there about things that we're doing um, and then we find that um, that somebody else has interpreted that really really differently mm. um, so yeah I mean I'm, I'm so sorry for the for the loss of your dad because obviously in previous conversations I'd missed that and um, interestingly as well, this is why mm. I'd chosen this month to do a kind of a whole month about resilience. Yeah. Was because um, my mum died back in November, then my father-in-law died in January. And somebody had said to me, oh, Emma, you must have such a lot of resilience to be able to, you know, keep going or, um, through that. And I think for me, the big message about resilience is that what it really means, it's not about just plodding through all the time as you your story shows that that's not necessarily the best way no and that's what's been the theme coming through on my podcast as well that it's the bounce back ability it's about that take yourself back take Mm. yourself out of it you know um and then how can you bounce back and to be you know to be either just as strong or to keep um coming back from those challenges from that adversity yeah. so it's not just the you know just keep going you know mm. no pain no gain type thing as sports people would say um yeah, yeah because it, I, a story i also say talk about is um last year i'm just trying to think yeah it's just over a year um since my brother died um 
and uh, he was the rock when I was like dealing with my mother who you know was left for my father dying and he was really good and he suddenly went ill and uh, this time I really let the emotions out and I can remember being down in the hospital because my mother was seriously ill in the hospital as well at the same time and um, sitting in the reception area and absolutely bawling and a bit like you see Indians etc and actually you've got to say have they got it right because they let their emotions really out yeah. and I did that and my eldest daughter really struggled to cope with me she didn't know how to cope with it so I think we have something that we need to do about equipping people to help when somebody's in that situation so that they can then deal with them in the right way because um, through no fault of her all I'm not sure that she did um, but I was not going to contain it because I knew what it did to me last time and I wasn't going to end up with another heart attack uh, exactly that and on one of my um, past episodes I talk about there's the healing power of crying mm. um, I have all sorts of funny bits of information that I don't know where I pick up all this stuff from but bits that I store in my head hopefully they might come out in some fantastic quiz or something one day but I talk about that healing power of crying because not only is it a release um, of the emotions you know the tears are but also that it releases um, calming chemicals in our body. Mm. Um, so although we might feel a bit wretched, um, and it definitely makes a mess of your face, that, um, <laughs> that, that it releases these calming chemicals. But I think if I say, if I remember rightly, that I did say that often other people struggle with it. Yeah. And, and often as children, though, um, you know, we are told, oh, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah. Um, and and so we get these subliminal messages that it's kind of it's not a good thing to cry it's not mm. the done thing to cry um and we've got all these older messages about you know oh you know um boys don't cry and things yeah. like that where actually um yeah you might want to pick your time and your place for it um mm. but um that it is actually a, a really healing and perfectly normal thing to do um so mm it's it's interesting we do we are there's still a lot of work on changing that perspective isn't there you know about so. yeah about mental health and this good old bloody british stiff up for lips mm. scenario stuff we still need to change all of that mm. i was i always um in my younger days at work used to cry a lot and everybody said you were marked down for it but to be honest i don't think i was marked down for it in my career and i would cry with anger with upset it didn't matter what it was and and that was just the way I was and I can always remember my father telling me to, to, you know pack it in stop that crying yeah. I now have a grandson who is very like me and he cries a lot and I tell tell my daughter off if she says anything because to me you can't change the way somebody is you can they will get tougher as they get older, because I have, I don't cry half as much as I used to, but yeah. in the, when I was young, I used to sob all the time about things, because I just felt it, and that yeah. didn't make me a crybaby, although I have been called that, it just meant that I was in tune with my emotions. Exactly that, and that's one of the really big messages that I'm trying to get through this month about resilience, is that when we are in touch with our emotions, not just emotions, you know, but feelings and the responses, mm. When we're aware of them, then 
we can do something about them. It's when we kind of carry on functioning and we're not really aware of them that then yeah. it causes that problem. Yeah. I, um, good few years ago, I was coaching a, um, a top London lawyer and she came to me because the, um, her emotions were overflowing. Um, and so she was crying in meetings. She was crying with some of the clients that she had and she worked with some really horrific cases and granted for her, she, um, wanted to be able to sort of feel in control but it wasn't about you know it wasn't about toughening her up it wasn't about um changing her sort of characteristics or anything like that it was about helping her to be able to find a way to kind of release the emotions that she Mm. was and and from the experiences that she was seeing about the people that she was representing there was a lot of domestic violence and things like that Mm. and um that she was representing and it was about how she managed them and where it was um, uh, appropriate for her and what other things that she put in her life to be able to get that balance in those emotions as well. Um, I loved working with her, actually. Um, and mm. it, was, it was, you know, she found it so useful to just be able to feel so much more in control. But yes, other yeah. people don't always um, view it very well. I think, I think you're right. I think it's that how you control it and what steps you put in to support yourself and I think I think that's probably what I've been through rather than toughening up is I've actually identified ways of helping myself etc I still cry now and then when something's going particularly wrong Um, but then I pick myself up dust myself down and out of that I've actually come out with some ideas of how I'll take it forward so it works absolutely which leads us nicely actually into the next bit you know so you've got this workshop yeah um that you've developed called a thriving not surviving yeah so do you want to tell us a bit about that and why you think it's important that you that people know about this yeah i i um i really believe in this busy world that we're in um and with the amount of pressures that we have on on, all of us and i i talked to my mother who is 93 and she says she's so glad she doesn't work in the in this modern day um and she thinks everything's changed so much and i know we all probably say that as we get older but there there is a need to help ourselves um to be quite honest although other people can help you you still have to have something within yourself um and so that's really why my um thriving not surviving uh, resilience workshop was born um so it covers um first of all positive and negative thinking it's and a little story i've got here i was talking to somebody the other day um and she's a yoga teacher and she's brilliant um and i was saying oh i'd had this email and, and I clearly weren't happy with me and, and, and I went on a bit and she said, well, how do you know they weren't happy with you? What did it say to say they weren't happy? And I said, it was just the tone. And she said, no, you're reading into it, aren't you? You need to change your, your mindset to positive. And I went, yeah, do you know what? You're right. And she was. So sometimes when we're having a bad day, everything that's thrown at us, we, 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 we look at it in a negative manner where actually we just need to change our mindset so we're doing a little bit about that challenging the way we think um looking at tools that can help us build resilience including the ladder of inference um 
we hopefully we'll get a little bit of time around um, emotional intelligence skills because they really help and we're also going to do a key exercise around not only helping you as an individual and what actions you need to take to build your resilience but also what can you do for the business you're in or or the organization you're in um, to help them as well so you'll it'll come up with a um, type of chart that will capture all, all the things you need to do and I'm doing I'm doing my hands here which you can't see everybody but <laughs> that's how passionate I feel so yeah and I, I really want this to be um, a workshop where people come out with actions and 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 know what they need to do yeah and that's the key thing, isn't it? It's interesting because I'm, I can see you uh, waving your hands and I do this all the time on the <laughs> podcast and there's lots of episodes where I'll be saying, I'm, I'm just waving, yeah. <laughs> waving around <laughs> it, talking with my hands. I don't get seen at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then that's the, the passion that sort of comes through on that. And it's really interesting, isn't it, about this busy world? I, am, I use the phrase, you know, the fast-paced world and I'm always talking about that. And I... Um, you know, so I work with people online through through vid the video conferencing, and but I also see people in a, a local consulting room one day a week, and it's a beautiful building, um, and it's got this um, old cast iron fireplace in it, um, and often when I'm in there, and I say to people when we're talking about fast paced world and all the stresses and anxieties, the overwhelm, the pressure that they're feeling, and I say, you know, it used to be that they people would sit in front of a fire just like that one that yeah. we can see in that room and they would look at the flames they would mm -hmm. read the newspaper they might have been down in socks but they did just one thing yeah which we and don't today, know we might be sat in our living rooms but we've got the tv on and then yeah. we've got phones or ipads and um, all sorts of different things going on and we don't just do that just one thing no we don't and i i look at my grandson who's autistic and, and my daughter was saying he'd been on the computer nearly all day um playing roblox and i won't go there what i think about roblox but um so he's playing that and he's getting angsty because it's all just overpowering his brain and i'm just like yeah, he has to have a down period he has to come in. so she, she actually put him in the bath it was the only thing she could think of to yeah. calm him down and it worked yeah. So, and we're the same as adults, aren't we? We're bombarded and we need some space sometimes. Exactly that. I used to do that with my, my youngest daughter used to get so, uh, she's quite sensory. Um, so she doesn't like scratchy things on her skin. And she used to really shout um, at us, mm. put her hands over her ears and shout, it's too noisy, which was, yeah. you, you would just look at her as an sensible adult and think, well, you're the one making all the noise. But that was where her sensory levels mm. have just gone so high. And she would get herself into such a tiz um, that it was really difficult to calm her down. And I would chuck her in the bath um, mm. and chuck in some plastic um, tubs and things like that and just have a play with water. And I even did it on holiday once when it was the sun was belting down. It was like 30 degrees in Mallorca. <laughs> um, and she'd, she'd just got so kind of you know sort of hyper between excited and fun and and in a tiz and I was like I can't carry you down I don't know what to do with you so I ran a cold bath and mm. chucked her in it um <laughs> to to just get her to calm down but then I also say to people usually when I'm talking more about self-care than resilience but it is about still bringing down some mm. of those stressy levels you know is that having a bath is not just because you're dirty <laughs> no. at all. 
It's no. to close the door, calm it all down, you know, um, mm. and just bring those sensory kind of levels down. So it's mm. the same for adults or kids and, and just bring down all those different experiences into just doing that one thing. Um, and that sort of drains away all the stresses and all the, you know, a lot of the stressy chemicals that we have running through our bodies and things like that. So it's knowing the things that work for us. Mm. And, uh, uh, my podcast listeners will know I've said this before. I've got friends that say that they go for a run and I go, I run a bath. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> and it's knowing. So when, you know, in your workshop, then it sounds like you're going to be helping people find out what, you know, yeah. what they do get the good experiences from and what is difficult for them. Yeah, definitely. Because um, after I had my heart attack, I started scrapbooking. Um, yeah. So taking the photos and putting them in. And I never thought I was creative, but clearly we've all got creativeness in us. It's just giving it the chance to explore. And, you know, when I do scrapbooking, I zone out. I haven't done any for lately and I probably could probably do some um i find social media overloads me at times yeah. and i remember you telling me in your in our podcast that uh about switching the notifications off and i've done that on a lot of the things because i just like oh that's so much better so you great tip there emma from you that was thank, thank you. you god yeah definitely i've kind of pushed everything away and sort of filter everything out mm. um and even if i do go on social media i set myself a timer um so that um i come away from it again because it, it yeah. is designed to suck you in really mm. and to tell you know and to to want you to go to one thing to the next to the next yeah designed in mindless that mindless <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But there are so many different things that can cause annoyances for people. You know, what, yeah. what, what annoys one people is going to be joyful to somebody else. Mm. You know, I think on one of the podcasts I mentioned, my husband loves watching motor racing, but mm. sometimes even my sort of noise levels mm. will be so that that kind of ring, ring of the, of, of the motor race. And I'm like, Oh God, I can't cope with this. Um, and either we agree that we switch it off and do something together or I just take myself away and, and go and do something else elsewhere in the house if he's watching it. Yeah. Um, I get that one though. I, I understand that one. It is. I like your sound effects, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves that. So, and, and that's very much what, what you will need to recognize in your workshop that, that I help my clients, um, understand as well is that we all have different things and it's mm. not a one size fits all but, mm. but there is this overarching thing of us being sort of full up mm. of, of too much um you know just having too much sort of going on in that way so yeah uh, yeah no definitely um and I think well for me the one of my escapes is when I'm really bad is I like to go for a walk by the sea it's about 45 minutes away but it's worth it just and I always remember my uh I came home from work several years ago really really stressed out really um and it was when the kids were still fairly little we just bundled everybody into the car drove down to the beach and walked along it the kids loved it because it was just going dusk um yeah. and it was just so nice and quiet and peaceful and just to hear the waves lapping and it just made a huge difference to my um, 
thought pattern and I've been known as well when it's been really busy at work and I'm really struggling to cope with everything that's been bombarded at me um, is to go come home my husband used to be on shifts and I he'd be not there and I'd come home leave the room in darkness and just lie on the floor and just chill out for half an hour and it was weird it just just kind of stills your brain doesn't it it does. That's a bit like when I do uh, self-hypnosis, I'll teach other people how to do self-hypnosis. It's mm. just that shutting out and shutting away um, mm. from everything. And that's what, uh, essentially, that can be what mindfulness and things is mm. as well, really, is just yeah. kind of being able to be still with, with your thoughts or the sensations and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And we've, we all find different ways of coping, do we? So it's just about... I think part of the workshop is to make sure that we all know what they are and um, work to make sure we are incorporating those into our life so that so we are making ourselves resilient so that we can bounce back when we need to. Exactly, because one of the big key messages as well that I'm sending out this month is that, um, you know, we can build our resilience as well. It's not just, mm. you know, do we have it or do we not? It is something that we can, we can work out, we mm, can learn, definitely. we can build. Um, so mm. yeah, going to a, a workshop to learn how to be thriving, not surviving mm. is, is a kind of fantastic thing. Mm. So tell, tell people, is this workshop in person or online? How is it going to run? It, it's on person. It is a workshop. Um, the intention is this is like the beta version um, that I'm trialing so that obviously I will make adjustments to it. I, I, from the feedback I get um, and then I am probably going to stick it online as well because I think um, really I'd like to do an online version that's you know that is actually live um, not just say a webinar or an online course because I think people have different questions and different thoughts so it's about being able to deal with that for them to help them so once I've done the beta version um, I will be running more workshops across wherever anybody needs them um, I'm intending to run out more across round Lincolnshire certainly um, and then I'm also intending to do the online version once we've had some feedback from several yeah that sounds really really good so if people are listening and want to get some more information where can they find out about this from you um, if they go and um, email me Nicola Richardson at the people mentor .co.uk um, then I will send them the information they need um, or alternatively they can look at my website www.thepeoplementor.co.uk I've just spent some time doing my um, changing my website a bit Emma and I'm so pleased with it and I, I've had uh, Lucy um, you, I'm sure you know Lucy Griffin Stiff she, oh yeah she's sat spent ages with me doing my branding before logo and she's been brilliant um fantastic and i think that's the other thing is sometimes we need to know when we need help and go go and get that help um because it can make your life so much easier can't it we've oh, all got, got our strengths haven't we <laughs> definitely definitely there are other people this is why we've got all these businesses and, and all this support around us there are other people that can do some of these things so much faster and so much more yeah so much easier and so much more efficiently than us you know we don't need to be um you know somebody that kind of knows everything about everything no. we're not an encyclopedia are we um, no definitely not 
So it's always good to call out on other people. I have a VA and she does things so much faster mm. you know, than me on things. Mm. So I started my career, you know, at the age of 18 working in an office and things like that. Um, you know, my VA does things so much faster and, and, you know, we need to call on, on support for people and also to be able to learn stuff and to be able to see things that we kind of don't see. Yes, I, I, yeah, definitely. Cause I, I have a VA that I use as well. Um, and recently I went into a business and we were brought through their processes, which I really love doing. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, because there are always improvements you can make and that, where there's waste. And, um, so we, we walk through that. Um, and then I send it to her to actually do the process map because that's not my forte. I'm, yeah. I, I, it, it takes me ages to do one. So although I know what they should look like and I, and I can check it's right she actually does the actual structure for me which is brilliant and I just think oh thank goodness I've got her so there you go exactly exactly so thanks so much Nicola for that um so I will put a link in my show notes for anybody thank that's you. listening that is interested in Nicola's workshop on thriving and not surviving to build your resilience um particularly in the Lincolnshire area of the UK but eventually it's going to be online as well so yeah. good yeah and, um and then i think this will conclude um my little mini month of mm. uh episodes on resilience so then i will be back in everybody's inbox <laughs> next time with a new topic but well, thank you so to much for joining me nicola Thank you, Emma. Thank you for the opportunity. And I look forward to your seeing what your next topic is. Um, I like listening to them. So thank you. That's great. Take care. Thank Bye you. Now. Bye. I really enjoyed chatting with Nicola. And if you enjoyed listening to that, or you think that you know somebody else that needs that information, then please do share this podcast with them or share on your social media. If you want more information, as I said, then it's in the show notes for both myself and Nicola. You can get in touch with either of us. And then I'll be seeing you again on the next episode. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.